Hey everybody, it's Thursday night, it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. That wasn't really Riff. Hot Stuff was trying to pull the wool over all of your eyes and no. play a prank. No, I'm not. It's totally Riff. This is exactly what he sounds like. I Where mean me. Right this now, is what Riff? I sound like. How are your holidays going? <laughs> Pretty good. I, uh, I took a flight with a cat for the first oh, time. Yeah. yeah. The cat was drugged. It was. It, like... I don't know if I have some sort of super cat that just doesn't respond to drugs or or what, uh, but like it didn't, it was supposed to like pass out and it just kind of was like slightly more mellow than normal. So I'm getting a tremendous amount of beard noise. Uh, can you tell Rift to knock it off? Sure. Um, luckily, that's not what's being recorded. The beard noise. Yeah, I know. You know what it sounds like is uh, like if you had two of those little glass balls that you were playing with in your hands and they were constantly just making that little clackety clack clack rattle 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 clackety clack clack rattle 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 sound. Huh. That's fascinating. It's how, pretty good. How is it now? Uh, I mean, it seems okay now. Okay. I, I got rid of uh, Riff's beard. So Hi, listeners. Hello. So, Hot Stuff is back in Arizona, and I'm still here in San Francisco for another few days. Uh, is there anything exciting going on at my house in Arizona, Hot Stuff? Uh, it was fucking cold. So, it is just, it is absolutely frigid in Arizona right now. So, I, like, fuck coming to the desert for the Christmas. That's just a terrible idea now. Uh, and um, all of the, like, thermostats were, like, super, super low. So, it's just been a, it's been a very cold day. I've, I'm slowly heating the house, though, so it'll be nice and toasty for when you return. Oh, good. Don't make it so toasty that it burns to the ground, though. Yeah, I don't think anybody would be served by that. Uh, how is how is San Francisco? Is it is it lovely? It's also very cold. What's what is going on with this? Rapid fluctuations in temperature. I think that the Earth is tilted on its axis, and we're at a point in the rotation around the sun where that tilt results in us getting less direct sunlight over the course of one rotation. Okay. So the answer is to change the tilt of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, or just move to Australia every winter. Okay. Let's just do that. Well, do you want to get to some questions? Sure. Okay. Are they going to be upside down because they're from Australia? Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to read them upside down. I am going to try to read them upside down. Let's see. Blubber Pants says, why is that you get no shore script when taking the trip to get your father's MacGuffin diary? Uh, Because you get like, uh, not, uh, it isn't press ganged. Press ganged is when you like get shanghai is what i'm thinking <laughs> yeah what? is press gang a thing yeah press gang is like uh getting getting shanghai but specifically with an end toward like forcing you to join a crew oh it's not like being uh it's not being imprisoned to become like a member of the media uh to press gang is to forcibly enlist someone into service in the army or navy or force someone to do something we press ganged simon into playing isn't that also conscription Simon said he didn't want to play, but we said, oh, you're playing, buddy. Uh, yeah, what is, how is that different from conscription? I don't know. I think there's maybe a, an implication of violence. Okay. Whereas yeah. conscription has the implication of jail time. Yeah, uh, I guess of eventual violence. Okay. 
I mean, really, all government is just stationary banditry. So every law is just a is just a uh, is a, a, a violent uh, coercion. Okay, that was the word I was looking for. What about the... two dude two rights? Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Buddy. I was gonna say, what about the laws like regarding our freedoms? Are those also coercions? Yeah, they are. They're coercing us into being free. They're coercing other people into not uh, taking away our freedoms. Oh, okay. It's all just George Bush robbing us. I see. Because he came up with all the laws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He rewrote history. He wrote Hammurabi right off of that table. <laughs> I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but do you remember when we saw the Code of Hammurabi? I do. And it, like, one of arguably the most important documents to have ever existed and how just no one gave a shit about it at all yeah like it was just barely even there wasn't even like a velvet rope around it you could almost go up and touch it or was it like behind a glass case i think it might have been behind glass but it was like the the security applied to the mona lisa compared to the security applied to that was just nuts yeah hey man i mean one is arguably harder to deface Right, like yeah. one, one's like what a stone tablet, or yeah, at least a and clay it isn't, tablet. It isn't pretty, you know. There's nothing enigmatic about the code of Hammurabi. Anyway, but it's that, that was code, a thing that just Zach. kind of made me say it is a code. Yeah, Sorry, Jake. To... Oh right, yeah, hot stuff. Yes, Judo too wrote. How about an option where we can change the gender on our familiars? I mean, at least the ones where it can go either way. I'd rather not have a balding grim sister or anything like that. Uh, the problem there is that none of the. Uh, so, here's a larger problem that I'll tell you about about our workflow. There is a function called genderize, uh, which. Weirdly, on the trip where we saw the code of Hammurabi, standing in line at a train station is where I had the idea for how this function was going to work. Oh, huh. Uh, but basically, and you'll see this sometimes in game text if something is screwed up and not getting parsed correctly, um, every, anything that is in square brackets is displayed if the genderized gets one argument and anything that is in curly braces gets displayed if genderized gets the second option and usually because that function is called genderize it was it was initially made for things where the text of a thing wanted to respond to the player's gender um but then we use it for all kinds of things we started using it in combat messages to give you different text depending on whether the monster you were fighting was singular or plural uh, because it is actually important to us that the gender of things be correct and I don't want to have a bunch of like S's in parentheses if you ever see an S in parentheses on a readout or something I want you to know that that is because I was too lazy to write like two lines of code to just make that respond correctly to numbers and you should make fun of me about it <laughs> you hot stuff and you the listeners okay um but familiars basically only ever act in combat, so the genderization of familiar messages is used to make it correct if they're attacking multiple monsters or they cause a guy to drop a thing instead of drop it or whatever. Uh, so yeah, because we also use it like in the use multiple items for like if you're using multiple text. items. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Whereas for for um plural items we have an entire actual database field because and that's why sometimes the 
the plural of an item is something really wacky. Oh, yeah, for the plural plural of an item name. I guess we could have, if we had been thinking about it, like had it so that the item name in the database was one of itself these. a genderized string, yeah. although that would make it harder to search internally. Yes. Um, and, and actually, it would make it harder to query against that in the app, which we do sometimes. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it is weird because it's the function is genderized, but it is used almost exclusively for things that are not gender related. It is it is for every time it's used in a gender case, which is like just in the output of choice adventures, maybe, or of uh, like non-combat adventures. Uh, there are 99 times where it's used to switch between singular and plural. And also, you know, Scully sort of when he was writing familiar text, just started deciding what gender a given familiar was and writing it that way. And so that's actually sort of part of the creative content and the canonical, the canonical gender of the. Yeah. And not, not a thing that we see as a sort of an opportunity for player expression, the way that the player's gender or the, the player's name or the familiar's name is. So there's just a function that is, familiar gender that takes a familiar ID as an argument and returns whether it's male or female for things like uh, things that any familiar can do. So huh. it has to know like what like you like the familiar like the food that you give them or whatever. It, it has to know whether to say you give it to him or to her. Is that just a hard coded list? It is just a hard coded list. It you know if we had thought about it Initially, when uh, Xenophobe wrote The Familiar Spindler, we probably would have had just a checkbox. Right. Or, you know, a drop down for male, female. Um, it's never too late to go back and add that. It It isn't. Um, I don't tend to. It's just so infrequent that. Yeah, it really is. I, I We don't add that many familiars anymore. Um, and we only have to do it if one of them happens to be female. Like the default case is male. Just Sort I, of like I, the opposite I, of regular biology. As a result, oh right, 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 like a like a fetus, yeah. Uh, but going right along with just the sort of like inherent low level of sexism that exists everywhere all the time. I saw somebody call out like riot in their patch notes for saying something. It was like so. Come on and check it out, dudes, and then in parentheses or dudettes. Which, to me, is just a really common construct. Right. But there were a bunch of people that got really, really angry at the idea of male being assumed to be the default and, and the female being relegated to a parenthetical. I thought maybe that was a little bit of an overreaction. Is it an overreaction because of the presumed player like breakdown, gender breakdown numerically? Or just oh, I because... Don't know. Like, would you rather they didn't include dudettes at all? Would you rather they just chose some other construction entirely? Like, what what is the desired mode of speech in that instance? Do you think? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it I mean, it does. Like, I think the point of the criticism is taken. Like, oh yeah, that is weird. That that's a thing that that d you could interpret that way. Right. Did you see that? I forget. Was it the Washington Post? The Washington Post uh, updated their style guide to just straight up say the singular they is acceptable. 
No. Which is I think that I think that English desperately needs, and it just should be that way. It's in just, the same way that there should also be a second person plural, and yeah. there just isn't. Uh, Them. There needs to be a non-gender specific uh, pronoun. And that's cool if they can make that happen. I mean, you know, I guess you got to get it into Strunk and White. You got to get it into the, uh, I don't know, that gray book <laughs> that everybody has three copies of. It's <sighs> changing languages is, is sort of a fascinating because there are people who will want things to remain the same because that's the way that they know them. Yeah. And that's kind of hopeless as is deliberately changing it. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, that's you know, true. But the more people who the more people who decide that the singular they is going to work, I I feel as though I have used it in KOL writing and then not bothered to correct it because I don't actually think it's wrong in any meaningful sense. And to say his or her is really awkward, right? In a lot of cases, it isn't always awkward, but it is often awkward. Well, and it's, you know, as we sort of move towards a society that more rap- like readily recognizes non-binary gendering of people and whatnot, like that just doesn't even, that isn't even accurate anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So. Stumps McGee writes, Jick, please change the X's in the Crimbo tracker to check marks so that we can check our list twice. <laughs> yeah, there just isn't, uh, I don't know what the HTML character code for a check mark is, if there is one. Like, you could, I could use a square root, but I don't. That doesn't no, quite look right, does it? it? The database doesn't support Unicode, I don't think, but that wouldn't matter, right? We could just output a Unicode check mark. And then that shouldn't the browsers get it? The browsers do do it, I think. I mean, I know that that CD Moyer uses some Unicode in his like chat PvP things, but I always end up just making him little sprites to use for those things because the Unicode looks terrible. Right on it really my does. computer. Yeah, I know it looks really bad. And it is just because it is just because I turn off font smoothing, and you know that's only going to be a thing no. as long as I. It's it's because like you shouldn't be trying to represent all of the possible Unicode characters at like the at the, nine pixels yeah. tall or whatever the chat font is yeah because that's just gross. Yep. Oh, you know, speaking of which, this isn't really speaking of that, but I I have been thinking a bunch. I was I was tempted. We're having uh, CD Moyer gather a bunch of data about various things as part of various ongoing projects, and I was. Th- Thinking about having him see of the given play sessions in a day, how many of them go into chat, because something that I was thinking would be Hmm. a little nicer than the setup that we've currently got is if the inline descriptions, the the pop-up item descriptions could be sent to a pane that was basically just the top half of the chat pane and if that's also where the quest tracker lived oh just remove it from the character pane yeah so because you know seeing people and this is this is a thing that just upsets me every time i see it seeing like experienced serious kol players 
confused about things that new players are not confused about because they've got the quest tracker turned off for whatever ideological reason they have for having the quest tracker turned off. And it is usually, it takes up too much space in the character pane, which it really does. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, you can close those things a little bit at a time, but it really, it really does stack up and putting it in a sec. Like if we just divided the chat frame in half, and the top half was just quest tracker and then preview of whatever you were mousing over. Would that preview portion change heights? I don't think that it would. I think that we would just make it be set to a height that worked. And if you make it smaller because it's a frame and you can customize the size of it, you just get a scroll bar. Okay, so is it an is it an entire it's its own separate frame? It is another frame. Yeah, we just divide the chat frame into two frames and then you can like make it however big or small you want. Well, no, sorry. So the maybe I'm maybe I'm not speaking correctly. The the preview and the quest tracker are in the same frame. I th- I believe so, yeah. And how uh, does because the quest tracker theoretically lives there all the time and what happens when you do a preview? Does it hide the quest tracker momentarily yeah it just pops the pops the preview over on to the front of it okay but i don't necessarily know if i want the preview to go away when them when you move the mouse off of it i mean that's so that's a weird decision like having a space where that's just where you get info about things that makes a lot of sense right but then the very subtle niceties of how that actually works right in terms of the pop-ups are weird right nothing really works like that anymore yeah that's totally true. And we're really used to it. But it's it, it the browsers still support it, which is kind of interesting, right? Like it has Yeah, it is weird to me that people don't routinely say like, "Oh, this just doesn't work because my browser doesn't let pop-ups open," which you really wouldn't think a browser would let pop-ups open anymore. Yeah, I I it is kind of baffling that that's But like every survived. time, you know, install a new browser and you can still do it. Yeah opening things in a new window and stuff yeah i, I think the browsers anyway. are not allowed to open windows on their own now but like on a click action you can open one or something but it, does it show up on does it pop up a new it doesn't open a new window on mouse over it's just no no no, no. yeah it's just just when you um click it's it's just when you click on it Sorry, I am. Uh, I'm just talking to Jim to have him text me when he gets here. Okay, uh, I'm sort of hoping to, uh, hoping to deal with this stuff a little early. Man, I got a bunch of stuff to do. I, I mailed some Christmas presents today to some to some people in, in various places, and I gotta I gotta pack up. I gotta go to a fancy holiday party tomorrow night. I gotta go to. Uh, I, I gotta drive to Arizona. You've got so many so many tasks. So many tasks. Gopto says, I keep accidentally auto-selling items that are worth thousands of meat in the mall, but only tens of meat to the random hobos, bugbears, although what he wrote was bugbeards, which is pretty good. Nice. And gypsies when auto-sold. Could we have a mechanic for undoing auto-sales? Perhaps something fun like you pull a baxi and the shame is you hang back the meat and leave with your item. You lose some moxie substats. Um, storing a history of auto-selling, especially in given all the different ways that you can auto sell stuff just the different uis that there are for that would be non-trivial in terms of i mean we could store it in the session right and it could just be volatile right it could just yeah that's true so if you log out it's just gone if you log out it's gone yeah 
Or if you, if you, yeah, if you get, but like, you know, when you go to your inventory, it could just say you recently sold a bunch of items for X meat and then just a link that you can click to undo it. That would be friendly. That would be friendly. We could, to, to be unfriendly, we could say you're on your last session. When, so when you log in again, you sold items for this amount of meat. Uh, they would have sold at the mall for this amount of meat. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we wanted to just make fun of you. Yeah. About your mistake. Thrensa says, hi, Krimbic, Krimbiff, and Krimstuff. Can we please get an Analligator something in KOL in 2016? I laughed so hard I scared my coworkers when you said that. <laughs> Much love, Thrensa. Uh... Event viewer bot says, hello, JRHS. I'm really enjoying Krimbo. The hype was that Krimbo would be boring and everyone would get everything. So far, it is totally living up to that, and I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really heard people complaining about it, so that's okay right yeah i don't i don't know you know it it feels very phoned in to me uh but on purpose you know i mean i just didn't i didn't have two weeks to spend making this event sure but it, but um, also it had a very particular goal in mind of like being super straightforward because people have had been sort of vociferously complaining about things being too convoluted, too complicated, too... Yeah, to, that required too optimal of play yeah. to, to get the most out of it. And like, um, which is, you know, a thing that a lot of people weren't interested in. This you one know, still requires know. a fair bit of, like, doing stuff, but it's it's totally within everybody's grasp if they're... If I they think. Care. I think it is. It's, you know, that's a really good question because the numbers I just kind of pulled out of my ass. The the content unlockers are are plentiful and yeah, like that's, I think this Crimbo is kind of great because it encourages you to look at old content that you either haven't seen yeah. in a while or have maybe never seen. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I was with this. Like the new stuff, this Crimbo is old stuff that will be new to you because you haven't seen it in a really long time. Or in the case of a newer player, maybe you haven't seen it ever. Right. You know, so we have not really pointed people at the content unlocker stuff, um, which we we, might. Yeah, we might want to do that as as the holiday drugs on. Like there are some things that are a little expensive, like the Uncle P's maps are probably expensive for... This yeah, purpose. those are those are going to be out of reach for some people. Although, you know, those people could be pointed to Faxbot. That's true. Right, for for some access to that kind of thing. That's totally true. Um You know, uh card draws from the deck of many things, the deck of every card, right? Would also do it. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of ways there, we're adding some things as rewards over the course of the event that will make it a little easier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting when those roll out. Yeah, I did at the urging of dev make the things that you're thinking of not usable in Ronin and Hardcore. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's probably just because I mean, my I had a little bit of a concern of it being a thing that had would have too much of an impact on the comp, the competitive game and that concern was mirrored and given like how much time there is to do runs between christmas and new year's right like it's both it's both too long and not long enough yeah (laughs) yep uh 
0109 says, hey, Jake, the last ascension I did was community service, which was great. The downside to it seems to be that not all of the zones have opened up upon finishing it, which could be an issue if the number of monsters to spread messages to rises. From what I can tell, there's no way to access anything from the MacGuffin quest, the Beanstalk, Inside Cobb's Knob, the post-war island, although there are a surprising amount of different hippies slash frat boys in the pre-war zones. Any way to get these zones to open up for me and who knows how many other people, or should I do a quick ascension ASAP? You just got to do a quick ascension. Like, it... Ascend casual, right? Yeah. And it, it, it is not at all trivial to give you access to all of those things in a community service run without just letting you do the quests and letting you do the quests would really mess that up. Right. Um, so it, community service was just always going to be a path that had a weird aftercore. And I'm sorry for the people who got stuck there for Crimbo. Although you know, it's not, there's still a lot of time. It didn't, that, that can't have seemed like a good idea, right? I mean, it's uh, not, I think it was probably less of a plan, right? And more yeah. of a, just a thing that happened. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend just ascending casual and, you know, then you have access to all of your stuff. Like you can, you know, I, I feel like you could probably spend, a hundred thousand meat in the mall and get to be pretty high level on turn one. I thought you were about to say and get to be pretty. And I was like, huh. Okay. Yeah, you know, by increasing your moxie by a bunch. Sure, sure. Uh let's see. Customer service says, no, customer service forwarded a message from CRF. A suggestion. For the display case, it would be easier to just renumber the shelves than it would be to arrow them up and down. Trying to move a shelf from the bottom to the top or vice versa is a pain. Boy, almost nobody asks about that anymore. I think I'm just going to keep not doing it until everyone who has ever played KOL and will ever play KOL is dead. Let's see. Uh, ben T. Gaden says, hello, I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of Crimbo has in store this year. I do have one request that you've probably heard a lot. Could we get the ability to use the Crimbo quest items to see a list of monsters we've already proselytized to? Uh, even if we can't, I have to say I'm really enjoying the opportunity to tour through the kingdom and seek out new pockets of monsters. It's been fun so far. Well, that's really good to hear. Um, I did that. Uh, CD Moyer did it, actually, and then I linked to it somewhere. So it's that is a thing, and it was a thing that I intended to do before the event rolled out and just didn't get around to Quine says, while using the Ring of Teleportation to spread communist propaganda, I fought the Haunted Soup Tureen, which is a monster from the old Nemesis Cave in which is no longer regularly accessible. That made me think it might be a good place to hide the old tower monsters for factoid seekers. Stick them in an area only accessible to teleportitis, and maybe add in a few more teleportitis-only monsters for factoid hunters. Quantum Leap-themed, preferably. That's kind of a neat idea. Yeah, I like that. It's real unreliable. <laughs> um... I mean, like the the Billy Pilgrim sort of teleportitis run though was was surprisingly rapid because you can you have a weird degree of control over it by not opening areas. Yeah. So if there's just always an area, I mean that would be that would make it much more dangerous for in run use if it, if all of those monsters were available all the time in whatever teleportitis only zone, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you would do it in run. Like, I don't, I don't think that anybody who was wanting to hunt factoids from the old tower monsters would. Well, no, it's, um, it's more of a question of like, if you want to get the, the wand, right? Cause don't you still have to use that to get the, 
the wand. Don't you still have to have teleportation oh, to get to the... I see. I see. Yeah, I see what you mean. Huh. So if there was a teleportation on the area that had I don't know that like, anybody does that anymore. I, I, I don't either. I think after the um because because the way that the keys work now you can't zap them anymore, and I think that's the only thing anybody ever wanted the, the wand for. Yeah, I guess that plus like yellow rays giving you most outfits in one thing doesn't means you're not like getting two of the same pieces that you're zapping in the second one or something. Yeah. Uh, Joy also asked if there was a way to see who we've proselytized to so far. A lot of people have asked that. Yeah, Mathematical asked for it. He says, thanks, I'm enjoying this relaxed Crimbo so far. Looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. It's a good idea to show the players who can only come back at Crimbo how the kingdom has changed over the years. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Uh, hmm. Something is going wrong with my Computron and its internet. Is it because you've been reading it upside down this whole time? No, I stopped doing that. <laughs> Phil says, hi, Asim. As somebody whose subscription messed up, uh, so is currently chocolateless, preemptive hooray for a retry button. Was it really a common problem? <clears throat> I'd sort of assumed I was the only one. There, so there, there was a problem that we had with that where if you changed your payment method and it was copacetic with Amazon, there was like one step that we were supposed to take that we weren't uh, to make that work again. And so it just wouldn't work. And so you'd have to like cancel your subscription and start a new one. Um, and we finally tracked that down. It was like not at all obvious from their documentation that we should have been doing that. CD Moyer had to like read a bunch of additional documentation to find what was going on. So that hopefully is no longer going to be an issue for anybody. Um Payment forms will still fail because, like, your card will expire or whatever. But yeah. hopefully, at this point, it's all stuff that you should know how to deal with on your side, and not just be like confused when it doesn't work. So that's the hope, at least. Hamfish says a lot of players have a bunch of materials left over from previous crimbos that can't be made into toys anymore. In fact, the ability to fight elves from the deck of every card means the supply of those materials will just keep increasing since they absolutely still drop stuff. I'm not suggesting bringing back the same old crimbo gifts since the whole point was that they were limited time content. But what about a future event that lets us trade in old materials for something new? Just a thought. I mean, really doing that just pushes the problem back. Does it or right. like because those things we could have explicit additional utility for they could all be potions or something here well but if consumable. you no no that's not what i mean i mean like if there was a temporary event where you could trade in like felt and googly eyes and stuff for something new mm -hmm. that only solves the problem for a little while right the deck still keeps adding those things in like oh, if I there was some saying. if there was some permanent way to do something with them then that would be one thing also having it be temporary just means like well now this isn't this is a world event that you can only really get the most out of if you were around for this old thing from nine years ago and have a stockpile of this stuff okay that's that is a fair point um you know but that, i mean that doesn't mean that it's a terrible idea but it is i mean it's it's a thing that a lot of people have asked it's clearly not a terrible idea it's just it just requires us to do that kind of thing over and over again yeah it would just end up work. being the same work over and over again and it wouldn't really solve the problem 
Uh, Simeon says, Dear Chicken Company, I just recently returned to this game from a few-year hiatus. Glad you're still around making this game and others. Just donated for the Monster Manuel, and the jokes definitely make it worth it. Much love, Simeon. Less nice. than three. Mm. Thank you so much. Uh, Putty Buddy says, I just wanted to say I love the year in review shows, and I'm hoping one will be coming up soon. Yeah, I... Like in January, right? Is that when we do it, or do we do it in late? I I think traditionally we've done it right after Riff gets back from Christmas, but that's weird now. That might also just be January at this point, because Christmas is so... It's like a Friday this year. So we'll have already... If we're going to do a show that week, we'll have already done one. And then the next one was... It would be like New Year's Eve or something. So, I think it might be early January. But then that's actually a, a previous year in review, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing happens between Christmas and New Year's. That's true. Right? So, doing doing the year in review show on January 29th is fine. But, but yeah. I, I still really want to do the challenge path show. I kind of like the idea of just doing a let's talk about every item of the month in sequence. I mean, that one would be five or six hours long, probably. Yeah. If we actually, like, went into depth on each of them. But somebody would, you know, somebody would want to listen to it. Man, there are a lot of items of the month that I don't remember at all. Trying to actually dive into that would be fascinating. Uh, sure Song says, hey, Jake Griffin Hot Stuff, I noticed the official Crimbo story hasn't been updated in two Crimbos. Are there any plans to update that? If you guys don't have time to write for it or just don't want to do it, I'm sure it could be done by a player that happens to be a writer. Wink, wink. Yeah, that's a thing that we just never think of. It's a thing that Scully would do every few years. Just to keep things current. Well, no, I mean, it, like they, oh. they're almost never current, right? Because it like it, it would like once the complaints about it being so far out of date got to be too much to handle, then he would bring it up to date. But I don't I you know, I think that the war bears and the robot Christmas both just didn't get. Man, I am so pleased with the stuff that Riff has written for this. Also. I I think it was a coincidence, unless it wasn't a coincidence from Riff's point of view, that the hippies are all eco-friendly and green, and the reindeer are all communist and red. <laughs> That's so great. What was the what was the item that that I guess that would, that would be spoilers to talk about? But that there there was an item that we that was like so perfectly in between the the elves and the reindeer. We weren't sure where to where to put it. Oh, yeah, I don't remember which one it is. Yeah. You'll have to tell me after the show. Okay. Damastus says, I just realized that nowhere in the game is a pair of Freudian slippers. Was the joke just too easy, or have you not yet figured out a good set of effects for them? Yeah, that is surprising. It should totally just analyze your dreams, right? Every time you have a dream, it, your slippers talk to you. Uh, Blue Scream says, has there, any, uh, has there been any more thought put into the cake-shaped arena revamp? I've been playing with my comic chameleon lately, and the arena feels really dull in comparison to the modern game. Yeah, and I mean, I agree that it is. And it's also very opaque. <laughs> like, which familiars are good at which events and stuff? Yeah, and just what, you know, the feedback that you get about what effect their weight has and you know i don't remember much about how that actually works on the back end right. but the the problem with replacing it something that 
feels more like the modern game is that a modern version of that would have bespoke content for every familiar. Yeah. And there are just a lot of them. And it's also like a thing that is not currently really relevant to serious play or competitive play and trying to shoehorn relevance into it would be frustrating for both us and for the players and spending a tremendous amount of time developing content that we knew that most people weren't going to bother with would also would make me sad. Right. So, I mean, that's, these are all just excuses for its deprioritization. Um, but you know, they're, they're my excuses and I love them. <laughs> F says, I completely forgot to send you guys Christmas gifts this year. Merry Christmas. Oh, thanks F. F you send us little gifts all the time. And yeah, it is. It is so sweet and we appreciate it so much. Totally. Don't, uh, don't worry about it, buddy. You, you gave me the gift of some, uh, free networking consultation the other day which was really kind of you and a cool bottle opener those are different events did you see the idea that uh we should we should all get tattoos of french doors <laughs> oh yeah so, i was already thinking about getting a tattoo of french stewart like a stipple portrait of french stewart on my entire back nice yeah because i just always want to know that he's back there you know <laughs> Uh, let's see. Sorry, I should have spent some time like I normally do, like choosing the questions that I was going to read, but let's see. Yifmaster420 says, hey, Jack and the rest of the cool cat crew, I was just wondering why the meat-filled subscriber chocolates only give 10,000 meat each. I mean, I'm not complaining or anything since that's not the point of subscribing and I sold them for almost half a million each anyway, and I don't want to come across as one asshole on the forums that, uh, as that one asshole on the forums that bitches about everything because this is like the worst game ever, but it does seem like an unusually low number considering what you have to do to earn one. Also, thanks for the new item of the month. It's pretty awesome, even if I haven't been able to fully comprehend what the hell I just spent $10 on yet. Yeah, the machine off is good. <laughs> and there's more to come. I mean, as a thing that is like one tenth of a thing that you got for free, <laughs> 10,000 meat doesn't seem that low, right? I mean, like a normal drop in the game that that's what it did would be considered really, really powerful. And I get that relative to the other things it doesn't have the same utility to an experienced player but it's not just experienced players that get the thing you know yeah. and also it's like i could imagine somebody who didn't have access to anything better that served this purpose like pulling one of those Although there's stuff that auto sells for more. There is stuff that auto sells for more, but you don't necessarily have one of those things. And sure. if you subscribe, then you do have one of these things. Because I was thinking that, yeah, 10,000 meat is equivalent to 10 pulls, right? Like, as you can pull meat, but it's a thousand meat per pull, which you don't think of that as an option, but I bet people do it. That'd be like serious. People don't think of it as an option. Yeah. I'm curious whether anybody does that in practice. Yeah. I wonder if we could log it. I bet we do log it. We could check and see if anybody does it. 
Anyway, I mean, I, you know, I, I feel you on that it, to somebody who knows as much as you do about what's going on, it does seem like an underwhelming amount of a specific reward, but there are perspectives other than that. Um, Sausage says, I just noticed all the blue borders in the game, not for the first time. I thought, this game might look better in puce or coral or perhaps periwinkle. It's not like the, yeah, it's not like the colors are going to clash. Now, don't worry. I don't want you to change the look of the game. I just want that option in my account settings. Preference has utility, too. It would cut down on misclicks when I'm logged into a bot or mall multi. Yeah, I mean, we do some borders in other colors sometimes to indicate certain things. There's orange in... But there's like, some green ones somewhere. I mean, you could uh, you could just do you could use a custom style sheet. Yeah, like, it's just CSS, right? That you could do, yeah. Well, no, it's not real. I would not say that it's CSS. I think it is probably a TD BG color equals blue, or BG color equals whatever the argument is. I mean, if we we could let people pick from web colors and just the function that drew the top of one of those tables could just replace the word blue with whatever they had selected it could be white and then the text wouldn't just be invisible oh yeah i like the blue it's sort of the game's aesthetic yep let's see um Wow, this is terrible. Sorry for all this radio silence. Uh, Deus Ex Machina says, thank you for not creating more content with dogs in it this month like you did with the last two. <laughs> How do you know there aren't dogs in there? There could be dogs in there. Mathematical says, uh, Mathematical, no, Mathematical says, you should probably absolutely let people, you should absolutely let people who buy West of Loathing unlock new KOL content. That's basic marketing, probably. I don't know. I've never taken basic marketing. Yeah, me neither. Um, there seems to be a lot of like crossover marketing between games, like sort of free i iOS games, right? Like Crossy Road will have a character in it from Landsliders and vice versa. And I don't understand how that necessarily helps either of them. I guess it's sort of branding man branding yeah oh i think that i might be out of gas oh no and you're so far from a gas station i know i think i might need some dinner before we do a video games hot dog but i don't know if jim is here he said he would be here like three hours ago Perhaps he has uh, been captured by cannibals and is being... He was here 24 hours ago because we fucked up somehow. Oh, no. Did he show up? He did, and I felt real bad. Uh, Well, anyway, what uh, what do you say we end this fiasco? Okay. Sorry for all the silence and uh, weariness that, that crept into me at the end, fellas and ladies, who that was not a parenthetical. <laughs> The ordering where I just flipped a coin. Fair enough. All right. Well, I've had a good time recording this episode of the Kingdom of Loathing podcast with you, Hot Stuff, and I hope we'll do it again soon, and we will in person. And listeners, I hope you'll join us, and until you do, make a hamburger out of farts. Have a great week, everybody. Do you think that I should get rid of that sign-off 
at the end of this year. I think you should retire it in favor of a new one. Okay. Do you think I should come up with an even grosser one? Uh, incrementally, perhaps. I don't. I don't think you should. You should go too far, too fast. Okay. Maybe something about like diarrhea stew. No, that's too far. Is that too, too far? far? Yeah. People, people might be slow? listening what to this on their lunch hour. Or... Diarrhea stew. Uh, no, 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 no. You could maybe just stick around with the farts and like move on to dessert. <laughs> a fart souffle. Or, okay. Uh, Fill your creme brulee torch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with noxious gases. There you go. All right. Oh, uh, well, we'll figure we'll figure something out. Okay. I guess we'll probably try to do we'll try and do a show next week, right before Christmas. Yeah, it seems like a thing we might try. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week, kids. <laughs> Bye everybody. <laughs>